Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Many of us think we're immortal, that we can just BS our way through a day, lie to the people, cheat people, etc. I want to begin this show by telling you that this business that I am in is all about credibility. That's the one word you must remember at all times. Not showmanship, not bluster. It's about credibility. I was taught that the first week, even before I went into talk radio, I knew a man who owned a number of stations. They were music stations. I went in the air, on the air as a talk show host, and he said, you're very good, Michael. You're probably the best I've ever heard. And he said, I remember one thing. It's only your credibility. That's the only thing that's going to keep you going is credibility. And I say this to you, my audience, because I only care about you. And if you find that I'm being too critical of Donald Trump, I can't help that. There is a reason that I have to be critical when I am critical. It's not for, it's not for effect. It's not for shtick. And today is one of those days once again. Yesterday, I said no war with Iran. I spent the whole day explaining to you why no war, war with Iran. Meanwhile, the beached whale who, by the way, admitted on his radio show today, I am told that he uh, lobbied to have Bill Clinton elected over Bush. He had forced to admit, he was forced to admit it by a woman listener. The very same beached whale that was now pounding the war drums, and then he's copied by his parrots. Yesterday, we're calling for war and bombing. Why the president would listen to a talk show host who dropped out of high school, advising him on war and peace, I will never understand. I'll never understand that as long as I live. It doesn't mean you have to go to college to have common sense. But common sense would have dictated 
that you didn't want to start World War III over a goddamn drone. But those in the media who don't have any credibility whatsoever think it's good for ratings to pound on drums and make you think they're tough guys, right? We're screaming war, 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 war. Well, you know what happened yesterday, don't you? Called on and called off the airstrike or whatever it was going to be. Tomahawks, airstrike, we don't know. They say that he listened to someone on television. Of course, the someone on television is my student who gets all of his ideas from me. We all know that. And so indirectly, thank God, Donald Trump heard what I had to say. Then another one on Fox News copied me, and I said, if he goes to war, he won't get reelected. He'll be a one-term president. Thank God uh, that that person also listens to the show to get his ideas, her, his or her ideas cleared up. But I want to ask you a question about the cover story that Trump called off the airstrike all on his own before we talk about anything else. The cover story is that Trump first green-lighted a strike against three targets in Iran, and then a few minutes before they were supposed to have been launched, uh, he canceled them. I have one question. Why didn't the president have a casualty assessment before he greenlit the airstrikes? He admitted that he called him off when he was told what the casualty assessment was, that there'd be a certain number of thousands of deaths if he launched these, these missiles or whatever. Usually a president is given a casualty assessment before he gives a green light to a mission, doesn't he? Or am I mistaken on that? I know I'm not supposed to ask it because the all-knowing media doesn't want to ask this question, but I will ask it again. Now, either he was denied the casualty assessment by John Bolton and the team of chicken hawks who got us into Iraq and won us in a war with who knows this time, Iran, Russia, maybe throw in China. Do you know how you know how great their power grows if we have a war with those countries? Have you any idea what happens to the power of these people if we're at war? They become demigods, more powerful than you can imagine. They have almost dictatorial powers if we go to war. Why didn't the president get a casualty assessment prior to announcing there was going to be a strike? Because we're told he admitted today that the New York Times story is true. In plain English, he said, yes, I did authorize attacks, and then I canceled it once I was told how many casualties there would be. It seems asswise backwards to me. Usually, a individual uh, of that level gets a casualty assessment before making such a decision. So either he was not given a casualty assessment, or something else is going on that we don't know about. It could be shadows on the wall again. This could be a cover story within a cover story within a triple cover story. And there could be another element involved we don't know anything about. Maybe Putin said on a hotline, you do this, we're going to nuke a target somewhere in Europe. Or we'll, we'll launch on Israel. Or we'll detonate a, God forbid, a, a suitcase nuke in New York City. We don't know what really went on. I'm supposed to believe what the media tells me? When did I start believing people in the media? When? Tell me when I started believing people in the media. Remember, in 1999, I gave a seminal speech that must never be forgotten, which was Beware the Government Media Complex. 1999, the Commonwealth Club San Francisco. Beware the Government Media Complex. And so I say to you, I don't trust anyone in the media except myself. And why do I say myself? Because I try to use as much of my reason and readings and knowledge of things to make a decision. 
And there's no more important decision than taking the life of another person, whether it be a single life or the life of a nation or the life of 500 people or 1,000 people. I asked you yesterday, I was the only one in the media, the only one in the media who asked you yesterday, what about the innocent Iranians who will die? Who else asked that question? Who? The parakeets who are in the uh, beached whale cartel? Did the parakeets ask about human life? It didn't even come into their mind. All the parakeets wanted to know is, was it good for ratings? And with the uh, little people out there who believe in them, uh, like them more or like them less to sound like a tough guy in a leather jacket with their arms crossed. That's all they thought about, nothing else. There was no other human, qu- no human quotient in there. Now, many of you are deluded, and you're going to tell me he's playing 16, uh, 16 electronic chess. And the rest of us are so dumb, we're only playing checkers. If you want to believe that, God bless you. But please don't call me with that, because it's my statement. I made that statement two years ago. Please don't give me back what I said, that he's playing everybody. I don't believe it for one second. Somebody in that administration set him up for a fall. That's my opinion. And I pretty much can tell you which faction it is, because everybody knows which faction it is. It's no secret. Do you know that the military... The Defense Department, the generals, are more dovish than the chicken hawks around him. Let me make that a little more clear for you. The military, the Defense Department, the generals did not want to strike Iran. They wanted diplomacy. It was the chicken hawks, the power-mad neocon chicken hawks, who pushed the president into that decision. Yesterday, I strongly urged the administration not to go to war with Iran over the downing of a single drone. But all day long, the war drums were beating. And you know the walrus is the main influence behind attacking Iran. He always has been for attack first, ask questions later. His Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, is a military man. And although he's playing the role of a diplomat, uh, Pompeo has very hawkish tendencies underneath that suit and tie. There are senators who I otherwise admire, like Tom Cotton and Lindsey Graham, both ex-military men. Also, claiming that we cannot let an aggressive Iran get away with taunting us, saying we'll look weak if we don't respond. That's sort of schoolyardish to me, look weak. And then he listens to people like Wallbanger and the rest of the parrots or parakeets banging the television walls in favor of going to war. And the president listened. Apparently, he listened to the war hawks and the chicken hawks. A plan of attack was moving forward. But somehow, 10 minutes beforehand, President Trump asks those in the Situation Room, how many people would be killed? He was told 150 would die. And that's when the president called off the strike, saying it would be disproportionate. That's the cover story. Now, how do we know all of this? Well, we learned it on Twitter. How else would he know it? We got all of our information from Twitter. You know how accurate Twitter is, don't you? Well, that's that's the story, and we got to believe Twitter. That's right. The president informed the American people about war and peace uh, on, on, on Twitter. Well, how do we know that's true, what he said? There could be more to the story. Earlier in the day yesterday, Vladimir Putin said on Russian TV the following. He said, I will say it straight. It would be a catastrophe at a minimum. Wait, let me read it exactly. This is what Putin said. Are you ready? He said, I will say it straight, comma. It would be a catastrophe, comma, at a minimum for the region, period. That's what Putin said. Catastrophe for the region at a minimum. What did Putin mean by that? Is it possible a phone call was made about possible nuclear retaliation 
onto the United States or an ally in the Middle East if we hit Russia's ally, Iran? That is possible. After all, the well has been so poisoned in our relationship with Russia because of the Democrats and the collusion lie that uh, Russia is more of an enemy now than they were under Obama. Or could it have been a financial or a cyber threat from China, something to do with dumping more of our bonds? But it never had to come to this. I had laid out a battle plan for President Trump and Trump's war that if he had followed, we would not be in this predicament now. And I'm not going to read it to you. You can read it for yourself. I'll publish this on my website. Now, here we are today. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. Now we get a report just minutes ago after this uh, confusion that Sunday morning ICE is going to go in and arrest illegal aliens, rip them out of their homes, men, women, and children. Start the deportation process. Now you'll hear the very same people who were calling for bombing Iran, the very same people, the parakeets, are going to say, good, rip them out of the house, throw them out, rip them out by their hair. Rip them out, throw them out. If they're hiding in a church, arrest the church too. Burn them, throw them out, throw them out. I'm smart. I know what I'm saying, I'm smart. Headline, ICE raids targeting migrant families slated to start Sunday in major U.S. cities. Once again, there's a division. Once again, there's a division inside the Trump administration. Acting DHS Secretary Kevin McAllen, McAllenine, has been urging ICE to conduct a narrower, more targeted operation that would seek to detain a group of about 150 families that were provided with attorneys but dropped out of the legal process and disappeared. He warned that an indiscriminate operation to arrest migrants in their homes and at work sites risks separating children from their parents in cases where the children are at daycare, summer camp, or friends' houses and not present for the raids. That's what he's saying, the head of DHS. But he's been overridden by ICE Director Mark Morgan and other ICE officials who have circumvented DHS, right? Are you ready? And they're going to go into 10 cities, 2,000 families facing deportation orders in 10 cities, Houston, Chicago, Miami, L.A., and other immigration destinations. Last question before the break. Why are they signaling this in advance? It seems to me like a repeat of what just happened. Why would you tell Iran, we have made a decision, you'll see. Gear it up, get the fuel going, get the engines running, light up the fuses on the, on the Raytheon equipment, you know, get all the switches ready, and then 10 minutes before say, by the way, how many will die? Oh, no, cancel it, if that's the cover story. This is the same thing with the ice raids now. They're telling them in advance, tell me what you would do if you're one of those families. Would you sit and wait for them to come Sunday morning? What would you do? Where would you go? You wouldn't sit there and wait to be deported, would you? So why is this administration signaling that in advance? Why? I'll let you answer. Savage. Hey, look, we all have boxes somewhere with old videotapes of vacations, graduations, and other events that have, you know, slipped away, right? You forgot about them. But those tapes and films can wear out over time, and you lose those memories forever. Not with Legacy Box. This is great. Now you can save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever by letting Legacy Box digitize them, bring back lost memories to watch and see them again. Now here's what you do. Send your Legacy Box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll do the rest. Professionally digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD. Easy to follow instructions and safety barcodes included for every item. Receive all your original recorded moments back 
along with perfectly preserved digital copies. Get personalized updates at every step. Receive up to 12 personalized email updates. Now look, Legacy Box is the world's largest, most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos. Over 450,000 families have trusted Legacy Box. Over a decade of experience, all the work is done by hand right here in the U.S. of A. There has never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Are you listening? Here it comes, because for a limited time, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. You heard me right. You go to LegacyBox.com slash Savage, and you get 40% off your first order. You heard me right. 40% off by going to LegacyBox.com slash Savage. That's 40% off your order. Please get started and preserve your memories and your past today. That's LegacyBox.com slash Savage. Hi, this is Rachel Yucatel, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my podcast, Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. This podcast delves into the lives of those who have been reduced to a single headline. Each episode will take a closer look at the stories of those who are on a mission to change their narrative. Join me as we uncover the truth behind the misconceptions, shed light on the stories of those who have perhaps been wrongfully portrayed, explore the complexities of the human experience, and celebrate the power of second chances. Who doesn't love a good comeback story? Why should you believe anything I say to you about a product if I BS you about politics? Well, I don't, and I won't. You make up your own mind. Something's wrong with this picture. Airstrike, 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 war, 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 and all of a sudden, 10 minutes before, no war. Now we're hearing Sunday morning there's going to be an ice raid in 10 cities and round up families. Will that be called off 10 minutes before, too? After someone has a jelly donut and an egg? I don't understand this. Who is making these decisions? That one minute it's here and the next minute it's there. Colorado John, what's your opinion? What do you think? Well, first of all, the 150 that he saved was the same idea that you have. So there's two people that had the same idea. You and wait, 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 ho- sir, please, the first- sir, I didn't follow you. What the 150? What you said? We you were concerned about the Iranian citizens. Okay. Yes, I was. Right, and who eventually said we're not going to do this because of the Iranian citizens? The president. Thank you very much. You think two minutes before the attack he called it off? Give me a break. That's not... Well, sir, he's admitted it, for car- for God's sakes. No, he admitted it. Stop it. Stop being a true believer. And for one minute, put on your thinking cap. No, Why sir. didn't the president have a casualty assessment before making this, the decision to bomb them? ...raids and why they're going on? Sir, I ask you again, why didn't the president have a casualty assessment of the 150 prior to blustering that he was going to bomb them? He did. How do you know he didn't? He admitted it. He said he called. No, 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 no. He said 10 minutes before he asked how many would die and he was told 150 and he canceled it at that minute. That's what he said. So stop inventing things. You don't know. So take a walk. Take a walk. Go listen to NPR if you want. Or one of the parakeets. Oh, listen to one of the parakeets. Or the chicken hawks out there, rather. Posing as parakeets. No, sir. He admitted himself. He said he was going to do it. But 10 minutes before, he got the casualty assessment and canceled the, uh, the strike. He said that. But you don't want to even believe. You know, you're the type. You're the type that if you come home and you find your wife in bed with another man, 
And she looks up from the sheets and she says to you, John, who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? That's who you are like, John. Who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes, John? I'm not in bed with another man. You're imagining it. There's no one in this bed, John. We were just fixing the pipes. We're fixing the pipes in the basement, John. We're not in bed together. Who are you going to believe, John, me or your own eyes, John? This is what's going on. It's very hard to deal with this. But I'll do the best I can. What about you? You're going to do the best you can? You want war or no war? You know what my poll is running? I'm running a poll. You know what the results are? Savage. Okay, now let's talk about an emergency. All right, well, listen, an emergency strikes. What's your first impulse? What do you do first? Well, your answer is, oh, I'll run to the grocery store where I'll get food to supply myself with. What are you going to find there? Probably chaos, empty shelves, maybe some violence. How can you avoid this? It's simple. Use today to make a plan to prepare. One practical place to start, as I have done, is storing food in your own home, even if you live in, a, in an apartment, a closet. That way, you and your family are protected in case there's a weather emergency, natural disaster, or a long-term power outage, and supplies die out, or you can't get near a supermarket. Now, look, I only use my Patriot Supply for my food storage, and you should, too. You start with a four-week emergency food kit. This week, order a kit or two for yourself and save $100 when you go to my special website, preparewithsavage.com. It's that simple to protect yourself for an emergency, preparewithsavage.com. These food kits give you breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years, and it ships free. Did you hear what I just said? You're not going to throw it away in a year. It lasts 25 years if you store it properly. Listen to me. When it's breaking news, it's too late to prepare. Please do this now for your own sake and the sake of your family. Get your emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply at preparewithsavage.com. That's preparewithsavage.com. Be prepared. As Boy Scouts say, that's preparewithsavage.com. Most of you are projecting your own desires to believe something into what is not real. Here is the president, in his own words, giving his reasoning for calling off the Iranian airstrike 10 minutes before the attack. Listen. They came and they said, sir, we're ready to go. We'd like a decision. I said, I want to know something before you go. How many people will be killed? In this case, Iranians. Mm -hmm. I said, how many people are going to be killed? Uh, Sir, I'd like to get back to you on that. Great people, these generals. They said, uh, came back, said, sir, approximately 150. And I thought about it for a second. I said, you know what? They shot down an unmanned uh, drone, Mm -hmm. plane, whatever you want to call it. And here we are sitting with 150 dead people. That would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said, go ahead. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was proportionate. All good. All good. But it should have been done privately with a casualty assessment before he made a decision. So something's wrong with the picture. Do you understand why I'm agitated? Why was he not given a casualty assessment before he made the decision? Then he's I'll come back with, a, with an assessment afterwards. Oh, oh, let's not do it. I made up my mind. The commander-in-chief is supposed to think about these things before with all the information, and a casualty assessment is part and parcel of every decision the military makes, especially in the world in which we are living today with social media. Maybe it wasn't true in World War I and World War II or in Korea, but today every military decision is wrapped up in how is it going to look, every one of them. 
So you would think that John Bolton and the wonderful team of national security advisors and the others uh, who are so anxious to go to war would have said, Mr. President, here's the casualty assessment, 150. And then we wouldn't have heard anything about it. It wouldn't have even been an issue. They wouldn't have announced it and then unannounced it. So now the president has a problem on his hands. He looks indecisive and people don't know what to make of it. They're saying, well, wait a minute, why did he decide to do it in advance without this? That's what people are saying. I'm sorry if I have to tell you what is actually going on as opposed to what you want to think is going on, but I have no option here. What option do I have? I have no option. I have no option. Credibility, credibility, credibility. It goes for me and it goes for everyone in politics. You cannot say, read my lips, no new taxes, and then raise taxes. You understand that? It cost President Bush uh, his second term. He was a fine man, but he, he lied to the people and it cost him the election. That's what happened to Mr. Bush Sr., the first one. And so if he's not being given the total picture by those around him, then there's a problem there that has to be resolved, and that's why I'm doing this. You're going to use them as, as a, a meter of what to do in this world? Who would use anybody in the media, especially people as psychopathically narcissistic as those on television, to make decisions to do with life and death? Who? Who on earth would do that? Sorry. You want to have it all coming out for me? There. That's what it is. People have warned me not to, not to do this today. I was, I was fighting all morning with people on the emails. Don't do this. Don't do it. Don't say it. Go along with the program. I, I have no choice. Either it is or it isn't. What the hell is the point of doing this? What is the point of my doing radio if I can't tell you what I actually think? What am I here for? I, you know, what am I actually here for? Tell me why I'm here. What, I like to walk around hearing my voice on a radio uh, station? There's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I'm alive. There's a reason God has kept me alive to this day. And this is the damn reason. This is the reason. I don't have to search for the reason. I know why I'm here. I know why God has brought me here. I know why God keeps me alive. I know why God keeps me healthy to this minute. For one reason only. There's no future reason. There's no past reason. There's only the present reason. And the reason is to use my deep analysis, my historical knowledge, and my brains to tell you what I think is going on. Otherwise, there's no reason for me to be here. So I just told you something's wrong with the picture. He just admitted he was going to attack. So stop calling me with the garbage. He was never going to attack. It's a bluff. He's playing 20-degree chess. All right, hang up on those people, would you? They didn't even just hear what I played. He just admitted it. On Meet the Press, which will be coming out in the weekend, gave his reasoning for calling off the Iranian airstrike. Shall I play it for you again? Those of you who would come home and find your wife in the bed with another man, and she looks at you and says, Honey, who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? That's what you are. You don't want to even see what's going on. Here he is telling you why. Because he didn't have all the information before he decided to attack. Then when he got it, he said, no, I don't want to do it. Now, I want to know, those of you who are listening to me who don't like me, did anyone else in the media on the so-called other side of the liberal spectrum, meaning me, my side, the independent conservative side, did anyone else talk about Iranian deaths? Or did you already turn them into... uh, uh, casualties you didn't care about them all you cared about is what you didn't care about iranian deaths it meant nothing to you iranian are pe- iranians are people the chinese are people the russians are people the mexicans are people the guatemalans are people the hondurans are people
We're all people. Do you understand we're human beings? You can't indiscriminately kill people. Not in this world, not in any other world. There are laws against it. There's moral laws against it. God's laws are against it. If we are directly threatened and you have to fight, then you kill the other, you kill them. Kill more of them than they kill you. That's all. Iran is not threatening to kill us, are they? When have you last seen anyone in Iran? Where have we gotten hurt from Iran? Where? Tell me where. Where are the Iranians threatening you? All right, they're a terrorist state. They're an Islamic state. Totally, totally dangerous. But I said to you, use the embargo system. It was working. Blockade them. It was working. Increase the naval blockade. It was working. You force change that way, economically. But you don't say you're going to strike without looking at how many are going to die. So let me play the soundbite for, for you again, those of you who are not believing what you're actually hearing. Listen to it. Here is the president. You haven't heard this yet except on this show because it hasn't yet come out. Is that right, Jim? This is an interview he gave for Meet the Press that will be coming out. Well, you're hearing it first on the Savage Nation. Here is the essence of what I am talking about. Please pay attention. They came and they said, sir, we're ready to go. We'd like a decision. I said, I want to know something before you go. How many people will be killed? In this case, Iranians. Mm -hmm. I said, how many people are going to be killed? Uh, Sir, I'd like to get back to you on that. Great people, these generals. They said, uh, came back, said, sir, approximately 150. And I thought about it for a second. I said, you know what? They shot down an unmanned uh, drone, Mm -hmm. plane, whatever you want to call it. And here we are sitting with 150 dead people that would have taken place probably within a half an hour after I said, go ahead. And I didn't like it. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was proportionate. Why didn't he think about that before he made the statement that we're ready to go? Who who says you're ready to go without knowing what the casualty assessment would be? So either somebody didn't provide it to him or they fudged the figures or something is wrong with the story so far. And uh, it's very, very interesting to me that uh, no one seems to be disturbed or as disturbed by this as I am. People are saying, hey, Savage, for your own health, for your own sanity, this is only a radio show. Why are you taking it so seriously? I have people saying it to me. Why do you have to give it your all? Why do you have to give it a thousand percent? Why do you have to put yourself on the front line? Why do you have to do this? I don't know the answer to that question. I could only be who I am. And that's the end of it. I could have ducked this today altogether and just not come in and done a best of a, a, a fill-in. Because this is not an easy show for me. Something is wrong with the picture. Now, wait a minute. Now we read, an hour ago, they're going to raid 10 cities and go after about 150 families now who rightfully should be deported. But do you do this by announcing in advance? ICE raids targeting migrant families slated to start Sunday in major U.S. cities. 2,000 families are going to be targeted in 10 U.S. cities. DHS secretary says, wait a minute, don't do that. Conduct a narrower, more targeted operation. Why don't you get those 150 families that were provided with attorneys but dropped out of the legal process? Find them. Start with 150. No, no, no. I said, we're going after 2,000 families in 10 cities. Uh, You think this is going to be a peaceful operation Sunday morning? Are you going to be able to sleep Saturday night? Or is it going to be called off 10 minutes before when uh, he, he's told, uh, well, let me ask you something. If you were one of those families, what would you do? Well, you'd hide in church. That's the first thing. Sanctuary, sanctuary. You run behind Catholic charities. Sanctuary, sanctuary. 
That's number one. So now what do you want, ICE to break into a church? That would look very good for the world. Go ahead. That, that's, that's a little. You want to talk about collateral damage? Or shall I use the phrase that I used earlier, which is the casualty assessment? What will the casualty assessment be with these ICE raids in 10 cities for 2,000 families? We don't know. Maybe you can call in for the casualty assessments before they do the raids. Why didn't they give them the casualty assessments before? Such as um, an elderly grandmother from one of the migrant families dying of a heart attack during a raid. How would that look on CNN? Or a child slips and falls, or they, they throw one of their children down a flight of stairs on their own to, uh, to uh, prove that America's a fascist state. You're telling me none of this could happen? Do you understand the world we're living in today as opposed to the world we want to live in, the world that we think we're living in? Well, what can you do then? Then we're all paralyzed. No, we're not paralyzed. There is a way to do things and a way to not to do things. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I will tell you that um, with regard to war and peace, something was wrong with that story. And now with regard to the ice raids coming Sunday morning, again, this is not being thought out properly. That's what I think. What do you think? Savage. Look, you can't prevent aging. That's a fact of life. And with aging comes unwelcome changes you wish you could change, most notably in your skin. That's what seems to go first. Look, look at pictures from years ago, and you can see how much your jawline has changed. Yeah, but it doesn't have to change with Chamonix MDL technology. Genucel's brand-new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin on the neck area for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. Robin from Lubbock, Texas says, I put Genucel jawline cream on my neck two or three days ago. This is the best my neck has looked in 20 years. People told me my face looks young. You will see your mirror smile back at you or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. Call now and the classic Genucel for bags and puffiness is free with your order. How? Call 800-SKIN-891. 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 And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genucel Immediate Effects is also yours for free. Your chin, neck, and jawline don't have to reveal your age. Call 800-SKIN-891 or go to Genucel.com. Get your two free gifts and free shipping now. Call 800-SKIN-891. 800-SKIN-891. Now, this is war and peace we're talking about. And I'm going to raise my main point so it's not lost in the ethers of the airwaves over the weekend. Why didn't the president have a casualty assessment prior to Prior to greenlighting this, when I say greenlighting, I don't mean actually launching the aircraft, right? But having something, quote, ready to go. What do you mean by ready to go? What do you mean? Ready to go means you have to plan a mission. You understand that means ready to go? Ready to go means what? You have to call the airmen. You have to, you have to email this, that. Everything has to be put in place. That's 24 hours. How long do you think it takes to get everything ready to go? Two seconds? So before he was ready to go, why didn't he have a casualty assessment? If we're to believe the cover story, why didn't the president have a casualty assessment before he got this stuff ready to go? Why? Somebody was withholding it from him. Okay, something doesn't add up here. Either, either that's true, either he was lied to by people within the inner circle who were salivating for blood. And by the way, as a side note, how long do you think the National Security Advisor is going to hold on to that job after this debacle? Tell me. 
How long? You think for a long period, long period of time, think he'd be rewarded for this when he comes back from BB's uh, shoe shining uh, mission? When he gets back from the BB shoe shining uh, parlor in Jerusalem, will he still have a job? Or will they tell him, why don't you go back there and open a, uh, a walrus uh, meat factory in Tel Aviv? You can kosher the walrus meat. Now, look, this is getting me crazy. I, it's, it's hard for me to do this without a certain degree of sarcasm and humor. But this is not funny. You're talking about life and death and how we look on the world stage. So somebody either withheld the casualty assessment or gave him the wrong figures. But he says himself he asked at the last minute. And the generals are great guys, and they told him. So why wasn't he given this before they were all ready to go? And, and the, the planes were fueled, so to speak. You know, before you take off in a boat, a small boat, usually have a plan where you're going. Even a small boat, if I go out on the bay, you set, you set your parameters. Where are you going on the boat? Well, I'm going to go to here, so you set your latitude, longitude. You set a position. Does any plane take off without a position setting? I don't know of one yet. So now come to war and peace. This takes a while to set those coordinates on a bomber. What about the coordinates on those Raytheon missiles, if that's what they were going to use? You don't do it at the last second. So you do this. It takes a while to set things up, get all the employees in place, the troops who are going to fire the missiles in their bunkers. All right. So, But he wasn't given the casualty assessment before that. Let me repeat it again. Two words today. Take home. Take home. Casualty assessment. Where was it before this all started? Who withheld it or who fudged it? The Westwood One Podcast Network.